Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, hey, this is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. This is the Ask Me Anything episode. Uh, highly anticipated, uh, always usually one of my favorite episodes to do, uh, sorry it's getting to you a little bit late, work and other things, real life got in the way of this one guys, I'm sorry about that, um, but before we get into anything, uh, housekeeping, but even before that, I want to give a big shout out to Kent Peterson who found me on Twitter, uh, Thank you so much for the rate and the review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever they call it now. Thank you so much. That was awesome. I really, really appreciate it. Um, hit me up on uh, Instagram and give me your address because I'm going to send you a free sticker. A uh, new one. I'm, I'm sending in the order probably next week. So hit me up. Let me know where to send it. And you got yourself a new sticker. And then also uh, Connor C., I checked out your podcast, buddy. Uh, hit me back up on the on in DMs too, so I can give you some info if you want to know it or not or whatever. You too have a new sticker, so let me know, okay, guys. But thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. So, guys, please, we, I, it's imperative that you guys continue just to tell your friends, get out there, and let anybody know who love Michigan. And if you think I'm doing a decent job, let them know, man. Word of mouth is the best form of uh, the best form of advertising. And, I mean, I try to be as appreciative as possible. I really do appreciate you guys. It, you guys make it fun. You guys really, really, really make it fun, and I can't wait to even meet more. Um, and so with that, right, with – oh, but before we go any further, I still want to give out even more congratulations and just love or whatever to the whole – Group, you guys, the numbers have been jumping, man. The number, I know it's good because Michigan's doing well too. So you're like me, you get that fix. You need that fix. You need to hear about how good Michigan is and you want to hear everybody's point of view. And I love giving my point of view about it and it's like crack. I get it. I love it. So let's hope Michigan continues to win. So our numbers keep going up. You guys, you guys have to listen and be awesome. It's so great. So it's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You guys have been killing it with the numbers. It is, it's been very, very impressive to see these things. We're on our way back to where I was, right? With that, guys, and new listeners or whatever, COVID kicked me straight in the nuts. It destroyed my listenership, and I'm trying to regain it. I want to be the number – I want to even get more. I want to be the number one independent podcast for Michigan football or Michigan sports in the country. I, I'm not backed by anybody. I don't have – you know, Sports Illustrated, USA Today, Locked On, 24-7. I don't have any of that stuff. I just have me. And if I could if I could kick their ass, right, and all, and all good fun, if I could get to the top of that mountain, maniacs, we will have one hell of a party that I will put on myself if we, if we could get the Michigan Maniac Podcast to number one. I can't wait because I know we can do it. With the numbers that I've been seeing lately, we can totally do it, guys. Um, but still, so 
to get the get the word out there. I'm on every social media thing that you can think of. Twitter, IG, uh, Facebook fan page, YouTube, okay? Under all the same name, the Michigan Maniac Podcast or Michigan Maniac Podcast. Either one, you'll find it there. Um, so a little bit of the schedule for new listeners. We have three episodes a week, right? The big game pregame where I go over the the overall doings from last game and then who featuring the team that we're playing the in the upcoming week. Then that's on that's on what Tuesday. Then Thursday is the ask me anything and what I find on IG. Stuff I that usually annoys me or stuff that I find humorous or fun. Then uh Saturday will be the reaction episode of the game we just watched. Now, the reaction episode and the big game pregame will both be on podcasts and also on um, YouTube, the YouTube channel. Uh, I'm trying to figure out some other stuff I want to put it on there, the hot takes and different things like that when I when I uh, make them or uh, keys to victory. There's going to be some other little snippets I put on there just so I can help build up the channel. So, guys, go and uh, support, like, subscribe, ring the bell, all that baloney, right? So... Let's get into the Ask Me Anything. Um, once again, I just really want to thank Kent Peterson and Connor C., the two, the two newest ones to give the rate and review. Fantastic. Appreciate you guys. Um, you know, actually, let's go to the keys to keys of victory real quick. I'm just going to make this quick because, let's face it, right? We should dominate this game. We should, we should destroy Michigan State. Um, but keys to victory, number one, obviously make uh, Lombardi very uncomfortable uh, in the pocket because he had a good day passing. However you, want, however you want to look at that game, granted it was ugly and they lost to Rutgers, which is fucking hilarious. But seven turnovers helped to that, right? I mean, 319 yards and three touchdowns and then two fumbles or two interceptions, actually two interceptions, not a bad day for Lombardi. Or Rocky Dennis, as I call him. Um, and then they had a wide receiver for 11 catches, 128, I think, and a touchdown or something. But he also fumbled the ball twice. He ran two different routes. He ran the route wrong two different times. So they're not great. They're not great players. But if you don't come correct, they can hurt you. So that leads right into the number two key to victory. Do not underestimate them. And I don't think this team's going to under it. Uh, underestimate them as you can even hear the the interviews coming out of Schembechler Hall they seem focused and ready like I said this is a different different team from other Harbaugh teams we've seen right even the national media granted they're as phony as phony can be because as soon as we trip up once they will definitely run the bus right over us so uh they're even getting on board right with calling it this could be Harbaugh's best team blah 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 um, so do not underestimate them because we, <laughs> that could lead to nothing but trouble. Now, that leads into the the third one, which is a fast start to this game, and it can end quick. We can end this game, and we can break their will in the first quarter. If we put 21 to 28 points on them in the first quarter, right, if we just hop on them, 
I mean, if we're up by at least two scores going into the second quarter, this game could be over. They don't have much of a spirit left. They've been ridiculed for losing to Rutgers. They haven't looked very good. None of their skilled players are living up to who they should be. The fan base is already turning on Mel Tucker. All of it. Now, you smack them in the face in the first quarter. This game could be over and we could just be enjoying ourselves uh, toasting and getting drunk and whatever, ripping on all our Michigan State fan friends for three quarters after that. But we need to hop on them right away and end this sucker immediately. Then go into, which helps with that, is you got to keep Milton clean. He's got to have a decent game, but he can't feel any pressure. I think our offensive line, granted Michigan State has a very good front seven, but still... I think that our offensive line, and Ed Warner, I trust. Anything he puts out on that field, I'm going to believe in. So I think we have that advantage anyways. Like I, I broke it down in the big game pregame. Um, which then also leads to green and gray have to have a better, um, well not better, because they, they, they had good they had good good play in that Minnesota game. They need to improve, steadily improve, every week getting better, right? And if they shut down the pass, they have no run attack. So if you shut down that pass, it's over. And that's strictly on on the defensive backfield, but mainly on gray and green. So the gray and green team, if they shut if the if they shut them down, then we're good to go. Okay. Um, now let's get into the um, ask me anything portion. All right. So the number one question here. The first one is from Josh, my buddy Josh Obringer. Obringer. I don't, well, Josh, you tell me how I should pronounce it, but I sorry if I murdered it. Um, let's see. I'm sure you will get a lot of the same questions, so I'll throw a random one out there. I do not see this happening at all, but if we were, if we are sweating the game on Sunday, I mean on Saturday, what do you think it's based on? Like, what did they see last Saturday that would be the reason for that? Uh, examples, uh, position group, play calling, turnovers. I don't know. I just thought this would be something different. Yeah, no, um, to be quite honest, if, if we're, if we have one worry spot, I guess, if if it's a worry, if it's a worry spot, I guess you would have to talk about, uh, linebacker play on the outside wasn't great with Ross and some of those breakdowns of the first touchdown, Ross kind of screwed up. Uh, but overall, just a little bit, just better progression, right? They, I mean, he made up for it with the interception and all that. So the play got better throughout the game. So better linebacker play when it comes to uh, keeping contain or playing your zones. Um, also, I would say, uh, like I just told you in the keys to victory, the the cornerbacks. If the cornerbacks have a great game. That would be the one. That would be the one concern I would assume, or the one advantage I think maybe Michigan State's probably like, oh, we can take advantage of that because they're foolish and they're dumb and they think that uh, just because Rocky Dennis threw it for three hundred yards and three touchdowns that somehow he's going to be able to do that against us because he did it against Rutgers. Nah, don't think so. Don't think he's going to have enough time to do it. But I would say that would be the one thing they're hanging their hat on and they're trying to create a game plan around would be the passing attack. Um. Peter, my buddy Pete, Pete, um, he's got a few. So, will number one, will uh, Cade McNamara get some playing time? I uh, time against oh MSU in the fourth quarter. I think it probably happened. 
uh, late to third, early, and then fourth altogether. If we're if we're running away with it, I think Harbaugh's going to want to make a statement and really drive the nail into the new coffin of Mel Tucker and with recruiting, with everything. And you put 50, 60 on them. So let's say we've got 37, 40-some points going into the third. Milton will still play. But as soon as we hit that 50, I'm I'm – Almost certain you'll see uh, you'll see Cade McNamara come in mid third. You finish it out in the fourth. Um, I'm not even going to entertain that this game can be close, so I'm not even going to say that. But we all know if it is, we won't see him. Um, if you were the head coach, would you bench Jake Moody and start Quinn Mardine? Yeah, no, I would definitely do that. I mean, I I'm more of a fan of Jake Moody kicking field goals. I'm uh, not kicking field goals. My fault. Kicking extra points. And I would have Quinn Nordine being the field goal kicker. Plain and simple. I mean, we saw last season Quinn Nordine really came on towards the end of the season, but still missed that extra point in the Ohio State game, but kicked the 58-yard field goal against Alabama. So let Moody, who, you know, you don't have to worry about how far away it is. It's going to be a pretty close extra point always. So let Moody do that, take the pressure off of him, and then let Nordine do all the heavy work. That would That's what I would do. I would just split the duties. Uh, are you concerned about playing Indiana? No. I am not concerned about playing Indiana at all. I know, oh, trap game. They always play us tough. But it's like we as, an, as a fan base have got stuck into the bad memories of 2017 and 2015. Those are the two memories that stick out into our head, right? Uh, I think even 2016 was semi-close, but 2018, 2019 were blowouts in the second half. They always they're a good first half team, and then we we dominate them in the second half. And I'll I'll show that in the uh, in the big game pregame next week. Um, however, I do love the fact that we're playing them third right before Wisconsin because I love the fact that we want to, this. That's a statement game for us too. Right, that's totally a statement game. So no, I, I can't wait to play Indiana. They played Penn State, and Penn State won. That ball was out of bounds, by the way. Now, granted, it helps us, so I'm glad they got the call because you know I, I don't like Penn State, and the, I'd much rather play Indiana with hopes of you know having a much better East than Penn State. You know, if Penn State has losses and blah blah whatever, I didn't probably didn't explain that very well, but oh well. Um, no, I, Indiana looked awful in that game. I mean, Penix came came through in the what the last minute or two, but he wasn't he wasn't looking fabulous throughout the whole game. And if and they have what a one wide receiver and one tight end, and their and their running backs all right. Who we by the way shut down last season, right? We shut down this team in the second half last season. I'm not scared. I'm not worried. Matter of fact, I like that they're kind of. Formidable in a small, in a very small percentage way, but I, I'm I'm in no way worried about Indiana. Um, let's see here. Uh, do you like Starbucks coffee? Well, here <laughs> I will quote the great Tom Segura. Now, remember, I'm quoting Tom Segura in a comedy routine. Uh, I love those sugary faggot drinks, right? I I love me some. Uh, Caramel, the car, the Vente Caramel Frappe or Frappuccino. Love, love, love that one. It is, it is everything that a grown man should not be seen drinking in public 
but I love it. Absolutely adore it. Uh, five, steak or chicken? Both. <laughs> I, I'll always prefer steak first uh, because I don't think you can beat, uh, you know, like a nice T-bone. Oh, T-bone medium rare with some uh, just, just like that crisp part on the outside and the beautiful red on the end. And then you've got the horseradish, like the fret, not the creamy stuff, but the the stuff that cleans that, that clears the sinuses. Mm, then you give me a, a loaded, an absolutely fully loaded baked potato. That is heaven, heaven in your mouth, heaven in your mouth, one hundred percent. Chicken's great too. Pork's absolutely uh, the last. I'll take fish over pork, just because I'm always scared to eat pork. I never know if I'm if I cooked it right, and I definitely don't want to be crapping my brains out. Just because I, you know, under undercooked a piece of meat. Um, okay, thank you very much for that. Now, Brian, the big B man, um, my buddy from Charlotte, has a few questions here. Uh, after having some time to ponder the Minnesota game, what impressed you the most? Um, I've watched it. There's a few things that actually impressed me the most. Um. I love the offensive line, especially Chuck Filiaga. I think him and Vestardis uh, really, really impressed me the most. Now, I expect Jalen Mayfield to be amazing. I just do. He's he's going to be that guy. I've been on the Mayfield bag, bandwagon for years now. I mean, back when they saw James, Hud, James Hudson, on the, Hudson on the team. Big fan of Jalen Mayfield. But Chuck, big Chuck Filiaga, I was thrilled to see be as good as he is in the, that first game. Loved it. Um, and then and this is beating a dead horse already, but Joe Milton's like command of the field, how he just looked so calm and reassuring and just, you knew that that was our guy. And that's, that's what I love the most about that. I just, that's what I, I, I just, oof, I loved it. That's what impressed me. Oh, play calling as well. Pretty phenomenal on Vergatis. Um, let's see what worries you moving forward. I kind of kind of touched on in the in the keys of victory. Uh, the the linebacking core needs to get a little bit better when it comes to coverage, like your zones and contain things of that nature. Uh, the stunting I noticed in that game, we we seem to be picking the wrong time to be stunting. Minnesota was constantly running away from the stunt, so that kind of hurt, but. And it's neither here nor there, and I don't think that'll kill us much. And then overall defensive backfield. I need, I I have been a huge proponent, and I just have been banging the drum for better communication between our def our defensive backs. You saw it last season, uh, Wisconsin notably, where there was zero communication, and you saw some of it in that Minnesota game. Dax, Dax and Hill, like, wait, why are you there? Uh, Hawkins, what's going on here? What's that? You know, a little bit of the confusion. Granted, it's the first game of the season. They didn't have a real training camp. They didn't have any of that stuff. Spring practice, none of that baloney. So it's going to take some time. But if I had to pick stuff out, because I don't want to, I love that game. I loved it. I, it, was, it was so exciting to watch. And any of you who were watching the IG story live with me, you know how happy I was watching that. Now, by the way, guys, uh, continue on. I am probably going to do uh, another live 
uh, IG live thing. And I don't know how long I'll do it. If it's one half, maybe not take the second half off. Probably what's going to happen there. I'm not sure, but I'm definitely doing the live and then we'll go from there. Okay. So we'll start off first quarter live and then we'll play it by ear. You know, uh, I've got some other things going on, you know, with Halloween and things like that. So I'm going to have people in and out maybe of the house and I need to probably focus on them and not be, you know, got to have a girlfriend and all, you know, have to pay attention to that. But, um, so I can't do IG live. I could probably watch the game, but I want to do that at least start it off and we'll see where we go from there. Uh, but yeah. Oh wait, sorry. I kind of lost what, where I was at. Um, okay. Sorry guys. I didn't mean to screw, screw that up, but yeah, like the, the, the defensive backfield will get better, and that's what kind of concerns me, along with the communication and then linebacker play. Outside of that, I'm pretty good with everything we saw. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, what were you, okay, we already talked about that one. Um, number one was the team, oh, the first thing he noticed was the team speed popped off the screen. Oh, those were just things that he, he was talking to me. My bad, I, I, I copied and pasted everything and I probably shouldn't have. Uh, let's see here. We'll go, sorry guys, this is the first one of the season, so I'm pretty rusty. Uh, okay, another, another great Brian. I have so many Brian's. Didn't, I didn't realize how many how many B rise I've got on the on the maniac fan on the maniac fan bandwagon there. Um, after having some time to oh no I was oh I did it twice duh jeez Adam you are you are in rare form tonight pal. So okay second question does it annoy you that the other college football podcasters or uh, national pundits are talking about the lack of running game for Michigan? Because they only seem to make all their yards on big plays. Well, here's the thing. I think it's a you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, right? Because last season, all Michigan did was, you know, inch by inch by inch by inch by inch by inch by inch to get 100 yards rushing. And then the same people were like, well, they don't have enough big plays. You can't beat the big boys if you don't have enough big plays. Well, then now this year, the first game of the season, we have nothing but big plays. Big chunk yardage plays. And then they're like, well, I need to see, you know, get you know, get that 25 carries in and I want to see more consistency and more continuity and blah, blah, blah. So I think it's just something they're going to bitch about, to be quite honest. It's it's something, it's, you're damned if you do, if you're damned if you don't. I don't really care, to be quite honest. If we have to get nothing but, but chunk lightly, little but 10, 7, 8-yard runs to get us 100 yards, fine. Then that's fine with that. If we only hit two big plays for over 150 yards and the rest of the time we don't it's not impressive i don't care whatever gets us the touchdowns whatever helps us win the game i'm fine with now granted i want the improved see what i would be more worried about is if i didn't see good run blocking right tell me you didn't see amazing run blocking in that game against minnesota that's the most important thing right because great run blocking produces Big plays. 
medium to bad run blocking produces seven to eight yard chunks. Because even if you have, say, the best run blockers in the world, you're playing up against a good front seven, they can force you to have bad run blocking or that, or it neutralizes it. So yeah, sometimes you're just going to have to do that. But what I love to see is when our offensive line needed to open a gaping hole, they did it on a consistent basis. So I'm fine with it. I don't care what we get. The blocking is what's more important than the result of it. Because if you have good blocking, you get good results. Plain and simple. And I don't care. Whatever helps us win, I'll take. As long as we keep winning. It makes no difference to me. Um, now, with State having such a good passing, a good passing day in Michigan. Oh, okay, so I already kind of answered that one about um, should people be worried about the cornerbacks. Uh, next one. Do you think 2020 might be the perfect year to change Michigan's future? Do you think it was a good move for Nico to leave? So those are two questions. Now, it's an interesting one. Do I think that 2020 is the perfect season to, to get to change the futures of our team? Um, it seems like that, right? It seems like everything's kind of falling in line. Granted, now maybe... Because, now, if you go back, I, I, I'm going to find the episode where I'm ranting and raving about how Harbaugh needs to get a Navy SEAL to come in and teach these boys how to be, how to be, uh, how to believe in one another, how to be uh, self-sufficient, how to believe in yourself and believe in your team, to do all that stuff, right? Teamwork. I'm going to find that episode because I know I was the first Michigan podcast to talk about that. Only because my son at the time was going through um, EOD training and that's uh, in the elite force of one of the elite forces in the Navy is right up there with Navy SEAL and things. So my son was doing it at the time and all the things that he did, everything I knew about, it was perfect to team build. Right. Um, so, but then coronavirus happens and these guys have to lock it down and they have to spend time you know, if you're serious, and Michigan told them, you, this is your life now. You guys want to become pros. You guys take this seriously. Then this is your life. And it kind of forced them mixed in with that Navy SEAL training or the Navy SEAL helping them create a team bond. Then you, then you put them under a situation where if they go out and party, if they, if they mess up once, it could fuck everything up, right? It creates that bond because you've you've put people under pressure. I've never heard of a great bond being created when everything is just lackadaisical, hunky-dory, wonderful, blah, blah, blah. You really create a bond of men, of women, of people when you go through something, right? It is great to go through good times together. Awesome. Amazing. But you, when you're really tested, when life comes crashing down, how do you handle that, right? Is the bond there? Is it real? Is it fake? Is it bullshit? And these kids, I'm telling you, I think with the coronavirus, the Navy SEAL thing, and forcing them to really have to grow up and choose in their life what's important. And I think you kind of saw the players who decided, well, I'm not so serious about this college life anymore. My pro, that's my pro life now. And I don't blame them. Hey, you get a chance to go to the, you get a chance to go to the NFL Take it. I will not blame you for that. God bless you. I wish you had the greatest career ever. And I think Amory Thomas is going to have a great career. And I think Nico Collins will too. Um, and I think that leads up to the next question, right? Um, which was, do you think it was a good move for Nico to leave? Right now I do. I mean, maybe not. 
So kind of a double-edged sword on that one. For Nico, I think, actually, no, uh, I changed my mind. At first I was thinking it was, uh, it was a bad thing for Nico to leave so early because he could have improved his draft stock, right? Uh, and that's why I think he should have come back for a season. But I'll be honest with you. The way I look at this team now, Nico was obviously recruited for a different type of offense. He is not the typical wide receiver that Michigan needs now. And the way Milton spreads the ball around could have created an unfavorable attitude with Nico because he's going to need his numbers, right? If he came back for a senior season or junior season, senior season, whatever it is for him, if he would have come back, you know he'd been wanting his numbers because he wants to improve his draft stock because that would be the only reason why he was returning. Now, with how Milton spread it around the first game, he wouldn't have gotten all those numbers. So it's probably better for both that he left. God bless him, because I've told you, I think he's going to be Randy Moss. I really do. His size, the way he runs route, the way his body control is, his hands, speed, the whole deal. I think he's a more muscular uh, Randy Moss, to be quite honest. So I wish him luck. But I think it's better for everyone involved that he left. I think it's actually a blessing in disguise. Um, I think he was the last one that was infected by what we the the team killer uh, Tariq Black. And I don't know if that's I don't know if that's real, like if, or if it's just rumor. But if the room, I don't know. He's kind of doing the same thing over at Texas, so maybe it's true. But with Tariq Black and Donovan People Jones kind of out for themselves. Didn't like Shea because, let's face it, no one liked Shea because he was out for himself playing golf when he should have been learning the, the fucking playbook. Um, I think that's the last remnants of the, the cancer. We are, can- we are team cancer-free. And now we're just, everybody's in for themselves. We got that teamwork going. We're believing in one another, and it's exciting to see. It really is exciting to see this team really be excited for one another. And you didn't see that last season. And it's not a shock that all the guys that are gone, some notable ones that are gone, took all the bad juju away, right? All the bad bad air, all the bad blood, all of it's gone. Um, Let's see here. Do you think we have more than two runs over 50 yards against them? Um, (laughs) I hope so. I'll be honest. They don't have a great defensive backfield. They have a pretty strong uh, front seven. But if we run block the way we did, uh, it's at home, and we get on top of them early, I can see one early in the game, and I can see one at the end of the game. Definitely. When their spirit's been broken, they're not trying to play hard anymore, I can definitely see at least two happening in this game. Absolutely. I see two 50-yard runs happening in this game. Um, another one. Here we go. Even though we are 25-point favorites, I think it's even higher. I think it's like 29 now. Do you consider this a statement game? Of course I do. Michigan State, regardless of their record, is always a statement game because we always have to recruit against them, right? In the state of Michigan, even, I mean, um, Anthony, uh, Andrew Anthony. We stole him from we we stole him from Michigan State. 
So every time we play them, it is a statement. We are making a statement to the talent of Michigan saying, don't even think about going there. If you want to win, you want to know what success feels like, you want to make it to the NFL, you want to play with the better quarterbacks, the best quarterbacks, the best offensive coordinator in the game, the best head coach in, in the state of Michigan, then you come to Michigan. You don't go to Michigan State. So yeah, it's always a statement game. And this helps us keep focused to go into Indiana. I'm not afraid of Indiana, but like I always tell you, if you dick around on Indiana, you're going to lose like Penn State did, right? But you you hit them hard and you put your foot on their throat and you keep them there and you will win easily. But it's a statement game and help keeps us focused for the next game, which is Indiana. So yeah, anytime we play Sparty, it's a, it's a statement game, easy. Um, now this is from Wolverines Media. How do you think Joe Milton does stat-wise? And do you think a wide receiver will step up, have a great game, such as 100 yards or two touchdowns? <sighs> I, I think that this is going to be the first, I think this could be the first game he throws for over 300 yards, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I think he's going to have a great game um, because I think he's going to get the time he needs to to throw. And what I liked a lot about what I saw from that Minnesota game is he may run it two or three times. And if you saw the Minnesota game, even when he the one the throw he he had to uh, Eric Hall where Eric Hall dropped it, it was all because he rolled to the right. the 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 linebackers followed, and he just then dropped it to to all beautifully right so it's going to be a lot of that he's going to he's going to set him up with like a jab with the run and then he's going to uppercut or just go for the home run punch right to the jaw and i think he's going to have over three i put 275 but i the more i think about it um in my in offensive and defensive mvps of the game i said 275 but i really think he can hit over 300 and um I would say I'm getting a feeling, right? I'm getting an odd feeling that there's going to be three players that are, that could have a chance at two touchdowns. Um, obviously, Ronnie Bell, because he's worked with Ronnie Bell the most when everybody went home or didn't go home or whatever. When he was practicing, he practiced a lot with Ronnie Bell. Or I feel Eric All or Roman Wilson. I know it's a lot, but those are the three I have really good feelings about coming up in this game. So I could see one of those one of those three getting two touchdowns. Um also how many turnovers will we force? And uh who will be the true freshman of the game? Thank you, uh Wolverines Media. That was uh, love those questions. Um I, I was I would say about I would say probably two two to three turnovers. I say we'd be pushing four uh, I think they're going to be overly cautious, but I can see at least two more. I can see three, but more than likely I, I see two. I see a definite two, and I think that could be uh, all on uh, Rocky Dennis's part. Absolutely. He could, I think, could he pay, will hit him in a strip sack, um, an interception type, uh, a running a wide receiver, uh, getting stripped of the ball, uh, something like that. I, I definitely see that happen. I think we're going to get two. I think two. I wouldn't be shocked if we get three. Um, true freshman. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be Roman Wilson. I, I just there. There's some about that kid, and I think the more 
Milton uh, gets that kid's speed down, uh, I think you're going to start seeing some real electric stuff happening. I really do. I, I think Roman Wilson is... But, I mean, I've been on the Roman Wilson train from the get. I mean, go back and listen to a few older episodes. I've been a, I've been a big Roman Wilson believer. After seeing his hype video, I was like, this kid's for real. Um, you know, and I think... Let's see here. Oh, last question of the show, actually. What do you want to see this week versus Michigan State that you didn't see last week? Um, and I believe, uh, let's see here, that I didn't see. I, I think I covered this earlier, but I'll, I'll say it again. I want to see stronger corner, defensive defensive backs, communication, and stronger play out of those guys. All of them, all four of them. I want to see that. and I Because I really do believe if Michigan State even has a shot of making this a competitive game, it fall, it's a 100% a straight-up head-to-head matchup between their wide receivers and Rocky Dennis and our defensive backfield. It's 100% that's it, right? I, I believe it. I know it. So I would love to see Gray and Green and Hill and Hawkins just dominate. That's what I'd like to see more. I'd like to see more aggressive, like an interception, uh, some massive hits by you know by Hawkins or Hill, um, some real shutdown stuff because Jamon Green was fantastic. Started off shaky at the beginning, but towards the end, he was he was killing it. I mean, very impressive. So that's what I'd like to see. Guys, fantastic job, right? Thank you so much. But once again, let me reiterate some of the stuff. Uh, guys, if you go and review and rate it, the show, on, on I don't care if it's even one star, but if it's going to be one star and you're going to give a review, uh, if you're going to give one star, don't be a chicken shit. Leave a review, right? And, hey, if they're valid points, they're valid points. I'm not for everybody. I get it. But whatever. I'll even still send you a sticker. You can wipe your butt with it if you want to. But I just appreciate the thing. So if you could put five, that would be great. I, but I want to earn it. I want to earn my stars. I just don't want it to be given. Um, go to Apple Podcasts, uh, iTunes, same thing. The Michigan uh, Maniac fan page. And leave a review. Uh, then hit me up at the Michigan fan page or IG uh, DM or hell, even Twitter. Hit me up on the DM on Twitter. And leave me your name, your whatever a PO box, address, whatever it is. Even if it's a fake name, I don't care. Leave me whatever you want. I, I'm putting in an order for new stickers. I will actually send you. Um, I'll let you pick, actually, guys. I'll let you pick which sticker you would like. And then when those come in, I will send them to you. And just for doing that, I really appreciate all the all the support, all the help, all the not even criticism, just all the support I've been getting from you guys has been fantastic. Please tell a friend, tell your parents, tell everybody and their mother. If you have a a, a chat room that's Michigan, let people know because this I really believe this is one of the best, if not the best, Michigan podcast out there. I try to do the best I can for you guys because I love it. I know you love it. We love it together. Um, also, I'm on all social media, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, uh, YouTube. Also, going over the schedule again, the big game pregame on Tuesday will also be on podcast and on YouTube. Then Thursday is the Ask Me Anything, What I Find on IG 
uh, episode, but that's only podcast. And then you have the reaction episode, which is on Saturday night. Um, and then that will also be on YouTube and podcast. So guys, please tell a friend, do whatever we can. Let's make this the greatest show ever. Right, guys? Thank you so much once again. This has been fantastic. I love this show. This is the best. So I will continue to do it even if y'all hate me. I don't care. I love it. You love it. I know. It's just a big love fest right now because Michigan's kicking ass. Now they lose one game. Trust me, I'll be drunk and screaming about it, and that'll be fun too. Well, for some people, not for us. Anyways, guys, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It is, I mean, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine right now. And always and forever, guys. Go Blue.